Welcome to Root Words, a podcast that explores agriculture and cooking's role in connecting us to our landscape and our communities. I'm Stephen Abatel. Root Words is a collaboration between Vermont Farmers Food Center, Shrewsbury Agricultural Education and Arts Foundation, Shrewsbury Historical Society, WEXP, and many other community members. The project began in 2017 and was made possible by support from the National Endowment for the Humanities, as well as from this community. Throughout this podcast, you're going to be hearing stories from people around the Rutland County region in the heart of Vermont, a region rich in agriculture, family farms, a region that's a pastoral working landscape. These stories are going to be each little windows into what a regional food system really looks like on the community level. We're excited to introduce you to some passionate folks working with the land and with food and bringing communities together. So please pull up a chair and enjoy. On our first episode here, we're going to dive right into the intersection between agriculture and community, the community garden. We'll meet April Chaffee, Program Director with Rutland City's Recreation and Parks Department, who oversees Rutland's community garden spaces, and later, Anna White, who oversees the Nutrition and Wellness Programs for the Southwestern Vermont Council on Aging. So as we uh, continue on with this Root Word series, we're going to have a couple uh, different folks come in and host episodes with us. And today we've got uh, we've got Scott Corsell joining us. And hi, Steve. <laughs> Happy to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me. Um, Scott and I have uh, we've known each we, other. <laughs> we met in the community garden last summer. We, we met just last year gardening. No, uh, we've been we've been friends for thirty. 30 something years now. Wow. You're checking his watch like it's on there. <laughs> but uh, no, it's, we're, we're excited to, to bring you the, the series of stories here. And um, Scott is, uh, has got a lot of experience with, with farm and garden. So Yeah, and it got started with you, Steve. And uh, I remember on the side of my house where we were growing up, uh, trying to graft together some... I don't know, as, as a hydrangea or something. Yeah, yeah. Put it back together, and I think we actually got one of them to take. I so that's where I got started. It's quite <laughs> a long time ago. My dad had some radishes and horseradish in the back, and that was about the extent of our garden. Stephen's mom is a serious gardener. Lots of flowers and landscape stuff around. But, no, uh, I mostly really got started in the community garden, and um, my wife and I have been farming here for a bunch of years now, 12 years, I guess, that we've been at it as Alchemy Gardens. It would be nice if you, you are, uh, you're, uh, I don't know, professional grower is the right, right word here, but you're, you're passionate about plants and about growing. I thought it would be nice if you could kind of bring us into the garden space and just kind of paint that scene for us. Yeah. So I think that I've had, I've experienced community gardens in places all over this country i don't and actually yeah in some other places but the really magical thing about community gardens is you see like often when i've toured through a garden that i'm unfamiliar with you know some folks are there but a lot of the plots are just empty they're just kind of there and 
you get to see this character of how everyone approaches things differently. So you may see a lot of the same crops throughout the whole garden, but everyone's particular approach to how they deal with those things in their garden and like how they take care of them is so quirky and just minorly different than one another. But to see that character throughout is always like really exciting to me. Um, and depending on where you are, if there's like, if there's different ethnic sort of, you know, representation there, you get to see like these really, really different sorts of like ways that we might not even use food quite the same. Like I remember seeing like when we plant scallions here um, in this part of the country, I think most of America, people generally will like plant scallions and they dig the whole thing up and eat it when it's time to eat it. Um, when I was in California, there was a lot of Asian gardeners and I noticed that they would just like, they would just always like take the tops off and just like let the onions keep growing. And just like, that's something that if it's outside of your model of what you understand and know, it's like just having those brand new ideas, being surrounded by new ideas of, of how to approach um, growing stuff is always kind of inspiring and just that quirkiness of everyone's particular place is really cool. And I don't think what I'm saying fits into... No, this is great. <laughs> no, so, I mean, what you're describing, it sounds to me, it's like having the... It's like a community... It's like a city. It's like a community, like, landscape where you have, like, a lot of different people together in a closed space and you're kind of able to, like, see what each other's doing. You're able to learn from each other. It's It's like cultural exchange through a garden space. Yeah. And also you need to like accommodate your neighbors and be respectful of them and work out issues. Like perhaps you put something like your sunflowers, a whole bunch of them on an end of the garden that might end up blocking your neighbors, like whole light, you know? Um, so there's like all these little pieces of like little minor things to work on with your neighbors and like try to be respectful of one another and lean on each other too. Like um, there's all these ways that, it might just, maybe you have, you know, a project that's a little too much for you, but like your neighbor has been lonely and they happen to be there and have some time on their hands and they're happy to spend 20 minutes weeding, you know, this piece of your garden that's getting out of hand or something. But there's, yeah, that, that whole interchange in the garden is, I think, in the community garden is really spectacular and exciting. So Scott, you're a farmer now, but you got started in a community garden. So how did that affect your trajectory to the farm business that you're running now? So yeah, Lindsay and I got our start in community gardens. They're very sort of near and dear to us. I love the model of one, bringing people together around growing food, being able to, you know, lean on each other and um, share resources and learn from each other and hang out in the garden, all of that. Um, we got started in a place, there was kind of a mentor gardener there. And I remember our first season, we had a 25 by 25 or 20 by 20 and um, we were really excited about it we grew a lot of food there and we had some mustard greens coming up and you know they were looking nice and then we came back to the garden and they were just like totally eaten by flea beetles and we cut some and we went over to Roy the garden mentor and Lindsay was like are these okay to eat and he was like Oh, you've got a lot to learn about gardening. And that was just kind of, you know, we did learn a lot in that first garden. What we learned more than anything was how much food you can produce on a small footprint if you're getting up there and spending time. Um, 
our whole apartment in Montpelier was just filled. Like every table surface was covered with tomatoes and squash and all sorts of stuff. And our experience there was what inspired us to see if we were interested in the next level of like, would we want to do this at a production scale, you know, farming commercially. And so, um, yeah, we went and looked for farm apprenticeships and ended up, turned out we did like it and continued doing what we're doing. So. To learn more about Rutland's community gardens, I met with April Chaffee in July of 2020. I'm April Chaffee with the Rutland Recreation and Parks Department. I'm a program director. Recreation isn't just part of April's job title. She really values outdoor activities and she makes it her mission to expand the accessibility of these opportunities to the folks in the community. And that's why we met on a busy morning at the Northwest Community Garden. True community gardening in an urban setting. Yeah. Um. And I came to find out just what this urban garden means for our community. So a community garden, it gives the opportunity for um, community members in a given region to gather in a space and produce vegetables or flowers or fruits over the course of a gardening season. Um, the difference between doing this at your home versus doing it in a community garden is obviously community. The sense of being with other gardeners, um, learning from other gardeners, that sense of uh, shared interest. So a reason that um, many people community garden is one, they don't have this space in their, um, their yard or their house. Um, two is that, you know, in some of the gardens that we have here, for instance, there's raised beds that are already set for them. They don't have to put the labor into building the raised beds or figuring out, you know, what materials they need, it's set. And then once they've established um, their space in a community garden, we tend to go back to those previous renters. So a lot of um, the ones right here where we're in the Northwest Gardens are returning gardeners who are really invested in their plot and you know keep up and maintain the soil to make sure that next year they have a, um, a good crop. So from a recreation and park standpoint, um, we're utilizing outdoor space, outdoor time, we're in nature, which are one of the, you know, being outside and being with nature and conservation are some of the pillars of the National Parks and Recreation Association. And then um, in terms of recreating, we're all about community health and um, spending time outside. So with national parks, one of the pillars is conservation and, you know, outdoor recreation. What we do here in the community gardens is exactly that. They're outdoors, their hands are in the dirt, they're producing food, they're living sustainably um, by gardening and eating what they garden. Um, and then we're all about getting people outside and active and <laughs> you burn calories gardening. You're healthy when you're gardening. Even if you're not eating the food, you're being physically active. Community gardens aren't just a place for gardeners to meet other gardeners. They often play an important role in local public-private partnership relations. Um, as far as the community partnerships that can make these community gardens possible, you've got public-private partnerships like the land that this garden is planted on is donated um, 
from the owners of the Discount Food Store, which is a private partnership. And then over here in the Northwest Gardens, we've got a large, what was formerly a sap bucket um, container, was donated by a local firefighter just because he saw the need in our community gardens for water. And then we work collaboratively with the fire department. They come in and they fill up the water jug on a regular basis so that the community gardeners here are able to get water on site as opposed to having to truck it in. Um, some of our other partnerships are with um, education. So we work collaboratively with SAGE to offer um, gardening education for our community gardeners and gardeners around um, the Rutland area, which has been valuable. And I can say that a lot of our community gardeners have taken information away from it. Um, we've also worked with the Vermont Community Garden Network um, to share information for gardeners on resources and access to educational events. Yeah, so April's talking about um, the SAGE uh, garden workshops at the Community Garden last year, which you, uh, you were leading. Yeah, or two years ago now, because we have ago. our COVID uh, space in there. Um, yeah, uh, one of the things that we've always been excited about doing is teaching folks about gardening. I think it's such a, it's one of those things that if you can like, like, um, light that spark in people for some folks, it can be really life changing. And, um, so we did a series of sort of demonstration gardening workshops at one of the community gardens in Rutland a couple of years ago with the rec department. It was great. And yeah, you had it set up where it was kind of like office hours where people could come in with their questions. Yeah, that's uh, what I have found over doing garden workshops for a bunch of years. What I find always is the best format is to, like whenever possible, be with people with their gardens in their space so that you can really look at what it is that they're, you know, their questions, you can really get specific about what you're looking at and, you know, me coming at it with my experience, like really allows me to, I think that visual piece and, um, being right out there is an awesome way to teach folks. I seem to remember April, uh, feeling like she needed to grab the hook every once in a while and <laughs> ring you. <and laughs> yeah. Me back. Yeah. So that, that is a piece dialing in the, the audience. I get a little ahead of myself and excited sometimes. And, um, I mistake people's confused looks or me talking <laughs> over their heads for, uh, I don't know. I guess it's just bewilderment, but, um, I don't always get the cue right off. So yeah, dialing it in for like, we just had one last week. We, we did one and it was very geared towards, I was to be focused on a workshop for beginning gardeners. And so that was really great because, um, everyone I think was of a similar, um, uh, similar ability mm -hmm. or ex level of experience is what I was trying to say. And so to be able to just like start from the very beginning and keep it super simple, um, was a really nice way of doing it. So getting back to our story with April, I asked her, uh, about different partnerships, um, that we see in community garden spaces. So some of our other community partnerships would be with um, local organizations like our Southwestern Vermont Council on Aging 
rents plots in our community gardens and they produce food over the course of the season and then they will um, give that food away for free to elderly and um, older adults in Vermont. We've also um, been connected with local farmers who have an overproduction in starts and they will reach out and see if any community gardeners are interested in donated starts from that farm organization. A few of those farmers she's referring to are Kara and Ryan Fitzbeauchamp of Evening Song Farms in Shrewsbury, and you'll be meeting them on some future episodes of Root Words. But until then, here's Anna White. My name's Anna White, and I work at the Southwestern Vermont Council on Aging, and I um, run their nutrition and wellness programs. The Southwestern Vermont Council on Aging serves um, populations that are 60 plus or younger disabled, and so in that serving that population we really try to focus on all the things that we can do we do a whole host of things um, but we really especially for me wanted to focus on a way to connect the community um, and us in a really fun way and so we asked April if we could plant three years ago we asked April if we could actually start using the gardens um, and so the first year we planted a whole bunch of things and then everything that we harvested from that actually went to the Godnick Center. The Godnick Center is an adult community center that has offerings like yoga, bone builders, groovy granny's line dance, and April schedules some gardening workshops as well. The Godnick Center for anyone um, that visited there to take for free um, and then part of the program also is that um, we really are trying to show people that Three Squares Vermont, which um, is the federal SNAP program, you can buy seeds. So we're trying to teach people that really it's it's fairly easy to go, grow your own vegetables and you can do it on your patio. But really we want to teach people that you can use that money to also buy seeds. You don't just have to buy, you know, food that's already been grown or whatever at the grocery store. So it was our way to kind of connect back to that and then also be able to provide for the community just something actually tangible that they could eat, um, which is really fun. Anna is a beginning gardener herself and appreciates that community gardens give her a controlled space for her successes and sometimes her failures as well. This year, um, we're struggling a little bit with one of our beds, but the other bed we really focused on just doing kind of two crops. That way we could harvest a lot of one thing. So we did zucchinis and squash and then um, shard, which will regrow so we can kind of consistently replenish. Um, but like I said, one of our crops is a little struggling, but the other zucchinis all look really great and are coming up. So we're excited about it. So yeah, part of the part of the gardens, and I think what's really great about this garden in particular is that it's a lot of you know it's really the local community growing their own food and I think for us that's also another thing that we really want to show people and kind of help people understand is that um, really getting your food locally whether it's growing your own or going to the farmers market or when you're in the grocery store kind of finding that local produce um, helps your own community and so sometimes maybe it's a touch more expensive to do that and I think there's a lot of myth around that it's like it's so unaffordable to be able to buy local but really um, as much as you can do that you're really stimulating your own economy but you're also helping your own community members and um, all the people that are you know like all the farmers that farm the land here um, which is really really great and just kind of I think brings the community back together and so um, I know that even in this garden when we first started we were really almost telling people like they could come pick their own from our garden although um, we stopped because we just didn't really know how to delineate like 
how will people know which one is ours? But um, I think we really do want to start, we would love to bring some people in from the community that we serve to help, but also just being able to say like, you know, we grew this for you and, um, and if you have an abundance, give it to your neighbor or give it to us and we'll give it to the Godnick Center or whatever it is so that we're just really connecting back to um, here in our town and, and, and really where we serve to be able to help each other, but help that through good food. Uh, it sounds, Anna sounds here actually similar to what you were saying uh, earlier about like seeing the different gardens and kind of like the community represented in the garden space. She's talking about sharing the kind of sharing the bounty of the garden with the community. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, always seeing those like um, different characters in the garden and how different people relate to it and different personalities. I think that's, that's a really cool aspect. Yeah. Well, I asked Anna uh, about uh, folks that she's met in the garden. So um, I, it's actually kind of funny. Um, there is a gentleman who, uh, when I first started the garden, it is, and he still is a huge champion of the garden, but um, every time I feel like I come here, I run into him, and we just have a really good conversation. So I think that's like a really great place to kind of just start to get to know your neighbors and it, you know he lives up the road from our office and so it's great to kind of start to finally get to know the people that are in this community um, which is also a great thing about community gardens is you go in and you see somebody that you don't know but maybe lives two houses down so that's like a really nice thing but also it's been really great because when we started I wasn't necessarily a gardener um, and so being able to really get in and kind of trial by fire learning by doing but also having other people who really are good at what they're doing be able to give you pointers and teach you little lessons here and there is is so beneficial to not only our community garden but just my you know we now have a little vegetable garden at my house and so it's just those little easy benefits and you don't you know i think the most obvious benefit is you don't have to really do a lot you know you don't have to build a bed you don't have to bring in soil you don't have to do anything all you have to do is get the seeds and plant and pay for the plot and it's you know relatively I think really affordable so it's been great because it really provides an access especially for those even people that are in an apartment building or like I have a little you know we have a little yard at my house but at the office we don't have anything so being able to come here and have an actual space to to try or to grow or whatever um, is wonderful so what Anna's saying you know, is that she, she works in this neighborhood. She doesn't live in this neighborhood and her experience in the community garden, she's, you know, she's met, uh, this neighbor in there who's, you know, very active in the garden. So it's actually like made her, her place of work is like more her community, like from having this inner community interaction in this garden. Yeah. That's, that's such a cool piece. And, um, something that I have seen particularly in community gardens that are like, in a very like close to the street or in residential areas particularly where like often people don't even see their neighbors very much at all but when there's stuff happening in the garden you know there's this exciting period and there's like colors are exploding and produce is starting to happen and it brings some excitement and just some focus around and so you might get folks you know just like walking through the neighborhood that never met their neighbor before but because they're out here you know, pulling out a giant zucchini or something. It's like a way to strike up a conversation and get to know someone. And so like that whole piece is awesome. Yeah. It's like, it's something, uh, it's like neighborhood infrastructure, something physical that's like getting us back 
offline totally. <laughs> and outside, like interacting with each other. Yeah. You've left that little garden plot for Montpelier, but uh, what do you see as what's next for you and your business? As you know, we've grown our business. I think of, you know, more and more eventually that's where I would like to be back to as the smallest scale possible to produce for your family or your family and your close neighbors or whatever it might be. And we can just take care of so many of our food needs that way. And so like inspiring people to get excited about community gardening, I think is, is like a really exciting thing. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we've had a lot of fun today talking about, you know, uh, the community space and this particular part of community and meeting these folks here. It's great talking with Anna and April and with you today, Scott. Yeah, thanks, Steve. This is fun. Uh, it's definitely a subject I'm always excited to talk about. And I would just say for anybody listening who, you know, has like thought you might have some bit of interest in gardening and doesn't really know the next step to take or doesn't have a space for it, I would so encourage you to get out there and try to get a community garden plot. Um, I'm the type of person like when we got our community garden plot, it was just something that my wife did and I never would have like called myself to, to get a plot. And when she did, I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's kind of cool. But it totally reshaped my entire life, the experience of getting out there in the garden that year. So um, best of luck to all of you. Get out gardeners there. Out there. <laughs> get out there and garden. So if you're interested in getting involved in a community garden in the Rutland area, you can go to rutlandrec.com gardens, and that'll give you information on educational opportunities as well as how to reserve a garden plot for the season. If you're outside the Rutland area, you can go to the website for Vermont Community Garden Network at vcgn.org and get information uh, on resources locations of community gardens, as well as how to reserve your plot for the season. This episode of Root Words was produced by Stephen Abatel and Scott Corsell. Special thanks this week to both April Chaffee and Anna White. Our musical themes are by the Salt Ash Serenaders. We are a project of the Vermont Farmers Food Center and SAGE. Thank you all for listening and for being a part of our local food system. This podcast has been made possible by generous support from the National Endowment for the Humanities. We'll catch you next time on Root Words.